Hello and welcome to the TT Daily. As you may have already heard, Mark Perslow tragically lost his life in an incident at the end of yesterday's qualifying session. He was 29 years old. Mark was competing in his second TT, having previously competed at the Manx Grand Prix and Classic TT. Road racing was his passion, competing in Northern Ireland and Europe in the International Road Racing Championship. But becoming a TT racer was a life's ambition that represented the ultimate personal challenge. Our thoughts, obviously, are with his family, friends and loved ones. The TT races will continue, but always with Mark in mind. Hello everybody and welcome to day four of the TT Daily Podcast. And unfortunately, right now, I am on my own. Steve Player is busy doing his TV work. He's going to join us later on in the show. But for now, instead of starting at the end of a qualifying session, I thought we'd come down to Park Ferme and see what the riders are up to before they head out. So hopefully, over the next couple of minutes, we'll have a chat with some of the riders, find out how they're feeling and what their expectations are for tonight. Right, we've got the first person on the podcast tonight, Danny Horn, team manager of Daffabet. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go with that, we'll go with that. Crew right, chief, right. team maker, sweeper up, whatever you want hey, to call mate, it. I have been into your, your hospitality, you've got a lot of Yorkshire tea. That's where it's at, innit? You can't do it without uh, being fueled on Yorkshire tea. Yeah, you still haven't offered me one. It's always there, mate. Kettle's never cold, is it, in there? So. I suppose not. <laughs> uh, what's happening tonight? Um, well, we're out on the uh, the stocker, for starters. Uh, try to get two laps on that. And then we had a problem with the engine uh, last night on the 600, so we've put a new engine in there this morning. Uh, and hopefully, if time allows it um, and he gets back, we'll, we'll try and get two laps on that as well. With Gary? Uh, no, with Rob Hodson. Right. So there's no twins out tonight. Gary's just on our super twin right, as yeah, well yeah. as Rob. Uh, so they, did, they went out on them last night. Brilliant session for both of them. They actually ended up on track together, and uh, Rob learned a lot from Gary, I think. So really good. So every time I interview a rider, they, I say, what are your expectations? What do you want? They obviously don't want to answer that because they're like, they don't want to put too much pressure on themselves. They want to respect the course. But as a team manager, what do you want to see out of the boys? Um, just, I mean, for Gary, obviously, he's, um, you know, he's won two TTs and he's a very established rider. So I would, you know, I really want a good result from him. But, you know, uh, and I think he expects that as well. But from Rob, our sort of team ethos is to bring, uh, like, a dad stroke ride a little team onto the next level and then maybe onto something bigger so for Rob it's just to see progress and you know he's already done that he's gone quicker on his uh, super twin and his 600 already and if we can do that on big bike then it's then that in its, itself being a success but there's never no pressure on them this course is is so uh, unforgiving that you just go out and, and let it come to you you know we, we have a good crack with riders and never no pressure from us sweet right I'll see you at the uh, the end of the session in hospitality not a problem Cheers, Chief. Danny. all right thank you Boothie. Yes, Rich. How, how are we doing? Good, mate. Yeah, yeah, loving life. Right, can can you describe... Obviously, this is an audio-only podcast. Okay. Can you just describe your leathers for okay, me and um, outfit? Well, imagine a, imagine an artist's impression of a headache. <laughs> <That> pretty much <laughs> something, doesn't it? And you're kind of there, yeah. So we, we, had, the leathers, we had the leathers designed... Uh, I just wanted something a bit loud and a bit out there, uh, and it's kind of like a Hawaiian theme. I wanted it to look like a Hawaiian shirt, so we had the leathers designed. They looked really cool, and uh, the sponsor for the Super Sport bike is a like a Hawaiian bar in Hull. So nice. we decided we'd we'd try and match the the wrap 
on the super sport bike to the leathers, and I think it looks pretty sweet. Mate, it looks mega. You are not missed out there, that's for sure. Yeah, what can I say? I'm a dedicated follower of fashion. <laughs> no, you're not a follower. You're a, you're a, a trendsetter. A trendsetter too, right? Yeah. Right. Also, on this helmet, we saw this at the Northwest. We only had a few names on it at the Northwest, or, or definitely less than what we've got yeah. now. Again, yeah. explain why there's so many people's names on there. So the, the plan with the helmet was we we didn't we didn't have a, a, a main sponsor for the TT until until last minute. So the plan was we would we we we're at 44 teeth. We've got quite a big following, so we said, look, if anyone wants to be involved, give us donate 44 pounds and we'll put your name on the helmet so so we've got uh, like ton, tons of people wanting to be involved they've all chipped in 44 quid and that's that's been the difference between uh being able to afford new tires and, and stuff like that you, being you know, here or not exactly here. exactly so um yeah that was that was the idea behind that and loads of people got on board which is absolutely amazing so thanks to everyone thanks to everyone that did because yeah literally we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for especially uh, dick trickle dick trickle yeah 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 well, yeah, yeah. and uh, let's talk about tonight. How are you feeling now? You're going out on the bike. Good. I mean, I actually uh, they've, they've just diagnosed me with uh, tonsillitis actually this morning. All right, so, stay away. So, um, so I'm I, I'm feeling I was feeling a little bit ropey this morning, but I've I've had some uh, I've had a few tablets and what's that stuff they give you? Uh, uh, penicillin. Yeah, penicillin, yeah. They give yeah. me some penicillin. So I'm, I'm feeling all right now. So, yeah. I, I, Listen, I'm not I'm not the type of guy that can just go out there and go fast straight away. Uh, I, I need to build on it a little yeah. bit. So I've gone, most nights I've gone a little bit quicker, mile an hour quicker every night. So um, if I can do another mile an hour tonight, I'll be happy. You know, it's, it, it looks like we're going to have a good practice week. So oh, yeah. and it doesn't really, you know, I know it's called qualifying, but as it doesn't, you know, we're going to start wherever I start anyway. So it's it's next week that counts really. So Exactly. Boothie, we'll let you get to it. Thanks, mate. Cheers, pal. Cheers. Dean Harrison, we're what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes away from uh, qualifying four yes. of this year's TT. So far, so good? Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a, tri- a funny week because it's been dry but cold and it's probably yeah. not been ideal temperatures and things like that and it's sort of, we're coming back and we've been here for, for, away for so long, it takes its toll on you, if you know what I mean, because you go out the first night and you're really tense and you used to go out on the Saturday, get the Sunday off to recuperate and then back out Monday night and that little bit of time just made you feel a bit better so it took a little bit of a... When you get old like me, it takes a bit I mean, of a getting bit old. of getting into it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but I'm all right now. So, I think we spoke in the podcast yes. when we we're in the studio about what the three-year layoff is going to uh, mean and whether people are going to be able to get up to speed. Yeah. Do you feel now you're here and you've done it that actually you are a bit further behind than you thought, or not? No, not all to us. No, no. I think I think speeds are only going to get faster as the week goes on. It's something we'll just have to keep chipping away at and, and go from there, really. But I'm just sort of taking it step by step. I just don't want to don't want to rush the job and come a bit of a cropper so I just want to try and stay within where I'll feel my comfortable myself and go from there final question uh, why are your hands taped up severe uh, no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I, I, try, I do it all practice week because I end up getting blisters and prevention is better than the cure because once you get a blister riding every night you don't get any time for it to heal and get rid of it so if I tape up now and then when it come race week I'll be able to unleash and go bareback will you? No tape at all race week. Oh. Feel the real thing. Hello. There you go. Cheers, Dean. No problem, thank you. So here we go. We've bumped into someone very special. You might recognise his voice. Hello. Hello, mate. How's it going? I feel this feels very <laughs> awkward because now I'm asking you the questions. <laughs> what, um, what are you expecting from the riders tonight? Because we have seen probably the hottest temperatures, sun's out. 
we perfect conditions, Chris. Yeah. Perfect conditions, in all fairness, mate. You know, obviously, you know, we've been out here, obviously, watching practice so far. I'm doing some work, and it's been a real chill in the wind every evening. But tonight's absolutely perfect. Um, however, you know, a lot of the guys tonight, they're going out on the stockers first. That seems to be oh, right. the favourite, seems to be. It's obviously only a one-hour session, and a lot of the boys have not done too much on the stock bike, so they're going to go out tonight. Uh, probably two laps on the stocker and then one on the superbike. Everybody's different, but that's the majority, I would say, of the front guys. Men, right, I'll let you get back on TV. Cheers, Matt. buddy. Hey, you looking well tonight? I look good, don't I? Tip top. Uh, Jamie Coward, was that a number one or a number two? Uh, number, uh, number, uh, well, uh, number one, sorry, not number two. Was it good? Uh, it was all right, yeah. You feeling all right? Feel all right, yeah. Just nervous, obviously, that's why I pissed so much. How many have you had so far? Uh, three, four, I think, something like that. You looking forward to it? I am, actually, yeah. It looks like nice conditions, sun's out, there's no wind tonight. Unfortunately, it looks like it's a, oh, is that red flag for the thing? No, it's just coming in, isn't it? So, I think they've just finished. No, it's, uh, there's no wind tonight, so it should be a lot better than last night, so we'll uh, see what happens, a few changes to the bike, so fingers crossed. Good luck, lad. Thank you, cheers. David Todd, I, I, swear, I swear you're only here for the Instagram. You're flying over jumps, you're getting your elbow down, you're trying to back it into corners. Is that literally the only reason you've come to do this? Exactly, to the mate. Exactly. Like, I am loving every single second being out there, doing it for Instagram. And uh, it's not, it's for, it's for me. It's like doing all of that out there on track, like, it's just making me smile. I'm just loving every second. That's the instructions that I have from my team boss, is to go out there and enjoy myself, have fun, and that's it. So that's what I'm doing. and. I don't know, it seems to be working as well. So. Good, no breaking down. I don't want to see you running no, tonight. No, me neither. I'm knackered from yesterday. My feet hurt, I got blisters. I bet. No more running. Good luck, mate. Cheers. Cheers, lad. Connor, you're making me feel very short, but... Go hey, that side, then. There we go. Uh, I've not spoke to you all week. How are you getting on? Not bad. Um, steady enough. Just clocking up the laps, really. Um, we lost a couple of laps on the superbike on Sunday up on the mountain and it sort of wrecked the whole session, really, so... I'm sort of like four laps behind everyone else, so just catching up, uh, feeling good, getting dialed into my bikes, and um, we'll go again tonight and get some more laps. What are you on tonight? Starting off on the stocker? Superbike first, and then uh, two on the 600. Sweet. All right, mate, I'll let you go. See how we get on. Cheers, pal. What's Mike Norbury, you're riding for? DC Racing. Hell yeah. You're just about to go out on circuit. Circuit? Do we call it a circuit? Yeah, it's Course. a track, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. You ride around it. How are you feeling? Yeah, all right, usual nerves before we go, but... Do you wish I'd not stopped you? No, nah, I've been to Thailand, I'm all right. All right you can't be on the way yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm good. I tried a few. Um, did a lap with Dave before, and he's told me a different technique to try and relax and just go up the gears more, so I'm just going to try that and see Hold on, you, what works. do you mean going up the gears? You've not been using all your gears? I've just been There's riding around them, in third all the time. It's scary <laughs> when I go faster. Like an automatic scooter? Yeah, I wish I had one to be quicker, probably. <laughs> what but are you no, going out on tonight? Um, the thousand, mainly, and then... If we do all right, because change the setup, if we're getting all right lap time, I'll jump on the 600, but apart from that, as much will, as we can. What will be considered a good lap time from you tonight, then? It's not as good as everyone else. So I'd like to do a 121, 122, just to ease me in and keep going. Every, every night I'll go out an hour, a mile an hour quicker every time, yeah. so if I can just keep doing that and doing that and doing that, then I'll be happy. Mega, three minutes before you go. Hi. Good luck, Cheers, mate. guys. All right, so as you can hear in the background, the riders are off now. Qualifying four is underway. We'll see what happens. Glenn Irwin is just in front of me now, rolling through, expecting big things from him. So we're going to head now to the hospitality, catch up with Plater and find out what went on during this session.
Steve, another fast session. Where do we want to uh, where do we want to start with this one? Fast and furious, yeah. Um, first of all, you know, it's uh, a nice bit of heat in that sunshine. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, probably the best night's weather so far this week. And you know, the guys are building or seem to be building really well. And of course, getting to Friday, and they've got an afternoon session where the temperature and the tr- certainly the track temperature is going to be really good. So I think that's what we're going to see. Obviously, the the best times buzzing. Question for you: Do you think the fact that the the sidecars go out and they went out prior to the the solos this evening, do you think that makes a difference? Is there any more rubber laid down? Is there any more grip out there for them? No, I don't think so. I think it's just the guys building. You know, they're going to keep getting faster and faster, and you know, they're, they're gaining in confidence. They're they're finding their setup. You know, the bikes are massively different to what they was used to. I know they're riding relatively the same machines as you know as 2019 but things change massively new tires as well so and they need to get comfy with the course there's an awful lot of the surfaces you know we've heard some of the boys whinging and whining about rough sections Mm -hmm. as as you know they always have done uh, over the years so um it's just taking them time to get bedded in and find their way around and of course as you said you know of course the rubber's going to get more and more as as the uh, as the weeks go on as sorry as the days go on so um, let's go sidecars to begin with. Two two main talking points, really. Those virtual boys, they're getting faster and faster. They only did one lap, obviously, because the plan was to go out after the solos again. So they only got that one lap. But when they did do that lap, the fastest of the week so far, 116? Yeah, 116. And, and again, they're, they're building them. But it's tough for those guys, you know. You know, you watch them kind of hang around, hang around to, to get ready. Then they jump in and to go out just from a standing start there and just banging a lap like that in, you know, without an awful lot of, of circuit time around the TT course is pretty special, it really is. And uh, and of course, not not just the Birchills, on top of that, you've got Molly, you know, he, he mm-hmm. hadn't done a lap, only his newcomers lap, taking the newcomers around uh, on, on Sunday evening, that's all he'd done. And uh, I think he said last night that the, the outfit was running something like 117 degrees somewhere there, but he thought, you know what, I just need the track time, so he carried on anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, hey, listen, but he's he's going from strength to strength. He's pretty confident he can cure his problems, and it'd be great to see him, you know, doing a bit of good in the racing. And then the local lads, the Crow Brothers, f- fastest ever lap, 114.598. Almost. I must say their outfit looks the nuts. It does, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. It looks so flipping good. Really focused, you know, watching those guys, um, or not watching, but just kind of walking past those guys, waiting to go out. They're really focused and obviously uh, pumped and desperate to... To, to improve all the time. To try and take it to the um, to the Birchills. Do you think that those boys are capable of doing that? Hey, listen, anything can happen. Um, you know, the Alaman TT is an endurance race to a certain degree. Anything mm-hmm. can happen, uh, and especially with the sidecar race. It's three laps without stopping. There's no pit stops. There's no nothing. You can't fix anything or change anything or readjust anything. It's head down and crack on, and it's... Uh, Never going to be easy to beat the Birchalls. Obviously, they're incredibly fast and, you know, the Birchalls have only got one thing really to focus on. Well, two things, I suppose, they're really focusing on. One is to, firstly, is to win again and secondly mm-hmm. is to smash that lap record. And I suppose this year could potentially be a good year with them running that whole new system of that, that, that outfit. You know, reliability potentially might cause a problem for them. Yeah, Without doubt, you know, they've done an awful lot of mileage. They've been over to Croatia and various different places around Europe to do sort of high mileage testing to, to go through. But nothing tests any machine, two wheels or three wheels, like the Alaman TT course, no, as you're well aware. So it, uh, anything can happen in the racing. And, you know, when, when I've been doing some interviews in, in their awning and, well, 
all of the sidecars really they've got the fairing off and there's so much going on there's so many cables there's so much you know parts of the wiring loom that are quite vulnerable so it's mm-hmm. really hard to to keep those machines reliable and and uh, pumping out the horsepower yeah exactly right onto two wheels again faster and faster and it was hickey that timed uh, topped the timing sheets at the end of the session yeah about flipping time really it isn't it <laughs> <laughs> no seriously he, he uh he, he's been very fast i th- I, th- I think don't quote me but before last night, his fastest was about thirty point six on the or seven on the uh, on the super stock bike, and he's had one or two issues on the super bike. So they obviously concentrated last night. He did one lap and come straight in, and mm-hmm. was obviously pretty flipping happy straight away. So whatever they've been working on, they've cured. And uh, I mean, I think that's maybe a little bit of a warning shot to everybody else out there that uh, once Hickey starts to get settled and happy, the, the times are going to come. Exactly. Um, we talk about super stock. We talk about super bike being very similar. But the times between the two, there's quite a big difference. You've got Pete going fastest, almost 132 on the superbike. And then you've got Michael, I think, was fastest last night at 127 and a half. Why is that? Lack of track time on, on the stocker or? Yeah, without doubt. You know, they're capable of an awful lot more. You know, when you, for instance, when you look at Michael, he, he holds a Supersport lap record at 129.1 or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's... Uh, but again, they're just getting dialed in, and, and and you will find that your superbike riders pretty much don't spend an awful lot of time on their on their stock bikes because they're much easier to ride and not far off the same kind of settings. I know different tires they're treading instead of slicks, but different settings. Uh, sorry, pretty much same settings, should I say, as the superbike. So they kind of just leave them and kick the tires, make sure everything's right, and jump on. Yeah. Not quite as blasé as that, obviously, <laughs> but you know what I mean. They're they're their crown jewel is a superbike and they want that set up so yeah i think uh once you get towards uh the end of the week in practice that's when they'll start to turn things on and of course you know with a stocker there's one race anyway so it's yeah. um yeah it's more a case of uh suck it and see and ride it hard and then looking further down the leaderboard nathan harrison i heard him up on the the fan parks chat show earlier he's flying now 126 he's good kid isn't he? yeah really good cracking lad you know i spent some time with a boy at uh at the tt launch and we went out jumping in, flipping rivers and things. Um, but a good, good, good lad, and uh, he he he's going from strength to strength. Obviously, as 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 the week goes on, and uh, you know, it's the same as Hutchie. Um, mm-hmm. He has to have a right hand gear change. He's had issues before with injuries and things, so he's he does a flipping good job, and he's always happy and chilled out and smiling. Let's talk about Hutchie actually, because he's flying under the radar a little bit. You've, I think, in the preview, you had him down for was it you or John had him down for the win. In in one of the races, was it the senior? Maybe. Yeah, I think uh, I yeah I did. I said the senior. I think, well, obviously, once everything um, gets put to bed and and they start to build on the mileage during the race week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it changes. You know, people get stronger the senior, of course. But uh, you know, it's it, it's not going to be easy. But I do believe that um, Hutchie's a he's such a determined character obviously you know from what he's been through in the past to to, to what he does now and and the british championship as well as as road racing but um he seems to have the bit between his teeth and he and he also seems to be not worried about rushing into things he just mm-hmm. wants everything right and on, i know on his superbike he's um they've had bmw over here just ironing out one or two issues with electronics that they had at the northwest and stuff and he's pretty happy with the chassis and he said it's just down to me now to knuckle down and now i've got the confidence to get out and do some times and he's still got the the skills to pay the bills anti oh 100 yeah. percent. yeah yeah 
Right, quick one. Super Sport, Paul Jordan top of the sheets. In yeah. Super Sport, David Todd had popped a time in there for Super Sport and Lee Johnson obviously still in that top three. Yeah, it's going to flip a neck. You wouldn't want to bet your last tenner on the Supersport result. Well, I no, wouldn't. Michael was fastest the day before, and then you've got a whole, you know, new top three this time. Yeah, of course. You know, it seems to be, you know, there's a lot of Yamahas up there, of course. Um, most of the front guys are running Yamahas. I spoke to Dean Harrison. You know, he's not overconfident with his um, with his 600, really. He loves it, loves it to bits. He's running the 600 uh, Kawasaki. Um but, you know, and of course, you've got Hickey on the Triumph. So there's a nice selection of manufacturers as yeah. well as uh, some flipping fast lads all battling and, and getting their heads down. So I really don't know. I've, I've said before the event, Lee Johnston, you know, and uh, and we've spoken before, he's he's putting an awful lot of effort into the super sport. Um, but it's going to be a flipping tough one. It really is. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I think you had Michael Dunlop down for the win. I did. Yeah. yeah. You know, he rode really well at the Northwest and probably his result didn't show it, but just visibly he rode really well and came from quite a way back. So, but that's super sport. It's so wide open and could be so many different people, uh, especially standing on the podium. See, Paul Jordan, uh, good kid. I like him. Mm-hmm. You know, he takes really everything in his stride and nothing's aggro and just chips away and, and, and uh, another up and coming great youngster yeah so briefly before we finish talking to Michael Dunlop like you try and gauge you know when you're walking around the paddock part Fermi you often see riding you can see how they're feeling just by the body language you never get any indication to how Michael's feeling but as a racer as probably someone who knows him relatively well how do you think he's getting on at the minute because obviously he had that big news back at the start uh, at the press launch when um, he decided not to ride the Ducati so he's still up in the air for him a little bit yeah, very much so. He's not happy at the moment, um, but Michael's never happy unless he's flipping, <laughs> unless he's winning. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, obviously I know him quite well, and you can just tell from his body language and, and and the way things are going. Not just with Michael, but the team around him. You know, and um, he's obviously not happy, but uh, they're working hard and changing so many different things. He's not had a lot of time on that bike, obviously. Um, so on the big bike, I mean, on the yeah. on the super bike. So it, uh, but. You know, one thing with Michael Dunlop, he will dig so deep, he really will. So yeah. uh, there's no telling. And again, um, Michael will probably get stronger towards the senior, towards the end of race week. That's it, yeah. He could, he could have a, a really horrible two weeks and and wake up the morning of the senior and just switch it on like that, can't he? So Listen, he's going to be on the pace, you know, with a twin. He's yeah. going to be on the pace with the Supersport. Um, but the other ones we get to see, he's riding so many different bikes. You know, he's on the on the Patton, on the twin. He's on the R6 Yamaha, on the Supersport. He's on the Honda, on the Superstock, and the Superbike at Suzuki. So he's he's got his hands full. Mega. Right. Let's see how uh, qualifying five goes tomorrow. Yep. Uh, what day are we on now? Do you know I keep getting flipping Wednesday. lost for days? It's Wednesday, yeah. So, yeah, uh, all to play for. You know, it's a big build-up towards the end of the week. First race, Saturday, you know, Friday afternoon, like I said earlier. That's going to be a big one, I think. It mm-hmm. really is. As long as we get the temperature. Uh, track temperature will be up. That's the main thing, yeah. which the boys haven't had, and a bit more rubber down on the road. So I think that's when we're going to be seeing the... You know, it's psychological as well, obviously. They'll be, especially the super bikes, they'll be trying to pop in the big times and uh, crack on. And uh, So, yeah, it's all to play for, really. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, looking good so far and everybody's chipping away. And Steve, before we wrap it up, um, you knew Mark Perslow. You'd um, taken him around on his newcomer lap for, for the Northwest as well. Yeah, cracking lad. You know, first and foremost, condolences and, and you know, our thoughts are, of course, with his family and very close friends and everybody in the paddock that knew him. 
cracking lad, you know, Welsh boy, and uh, had had some good success around the TT course, and he'll be sadly missed without doubt. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Join us tomorrow for TT Daily, episode number five.